I V M. Hello and welcome to Simplify, the podcast that is guaranteed to make you smarter without actually making you smarter in any way. And this morning we've got Tony and myself. The other two podcast hosts have scampered off into the wilderness. Chuck is moving houses, I think. And Shriket is in a faraway land where the sun hasn't risen yet. So, how have you been, Tony? <laughs> all good, all mm. good, Narit. I am I'm actually mm. speaking to you from Kerala. So, oh, uh, the nice. background noise you hear is actually uh, all of my Kerala fans cheering for me. <laughs> actually, literally... <laughs> Little Kerala fans. Because how hot is it? What is going on? But anyway, <laughs> you woke me up early in the morning, Narain, to discuss something very important. So I'm all all curious to what we talk about. You know, it's the so there's this thing about the international language of love. Okay, which is French, and oh. I this podcast is not about French, alas. But I have to tell you. Did you do you know what is the Indian language of love? No. It's basically have you eaten, right? Which <laughs> yeah, yeah, language this language is? Sapia, yeah, yeah, uta, ita, culture, whatever. Have you eaten? That's it. You will yeah, remember this from your Udyan Express uh, <laughs> yeah. story that you told us last time. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the number one way people have of uh, expressing their love for each other, which is why. India is such a happy country because everybody you observe has a pot belly, which means there is somebody at home who loves them, right? Yeah. Anyone, be suspicious of anyone. <laughs> so my son goes to the gym and he doesn't have a belly. And I keep telling him if he ever happens to go abroad, they're not going to let him back in without a, without a very you know suspicious interview, right? Because how can you have an Indian passport and I have no midriff? Yeah. Yeah. Are you running away? Have you been? <laughs> yeah, hiding? what is it like? <laughs> there is international <laughs> conspiracy afoot here. Yeah, but so... Are you going to tell us something about the French? Yeah, Yeah. so when when I was uh, young and <laughs> which is a long time back, I thought that the international language of love was French. And um, there happened to be a French institute very close to my office. <laughs> it was called the... Alliance Frances the Bombay and very yeah. soon for uh, obvious reasons people started calling it Alliance Gone Case the Bombay so it wasn't all <laughs> Gone Case people used to but uh, that's that was the first time I seriously decided I tried to learn love. you know the language oh, of love and then then I forgot all about it because I got married right so <laughs> <laughs> We got a literary and, crash course in... in <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I read this book called The Five Love Languages, which is complete rubbish, actually. It's a rubbish book. <laughs> and <laughs> I have to say this up front because I haven't read such a ridiculous book in my life. But uh, such it is. You know, there, there, are, there are podcasts out there that hmm. try to promote themselves, you know, to the best hmm. possible extent, who actually hmm. put out like great social media content, or at the hmm. very least have like a coherent start, even if not that, 
They probably have a hook at the beginning to say, what we're going to tell you is actually quite, quite interesting. The only podcast out there, you know, which, which relies on the, or, or radical candor, as it were, to say, what yeah, we you're going to hear about is rubbish. We are, we, we are the George Washington and Abraham Lincoln of podcasts, right? All the things. Who cut the cherry tree? I did, father. Yes. Right up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? This book. Is it good? It is rubbish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you still there? Because you love us. That is yeah. the only love language that I know that, that, that our, our listeners share with us for some weird reason. There should be a book written about. Yeah. But enough about you and writing books, Naren. This is about a book you read. Yeah. Five love yeah. languages. Yeah. Five love languages and like all rub- rubbish books, you know what happens to rubbish books, right? They go to the f- top, top of the New York bestseller, <laughs> New York Times bestseller. <laughs> so, so that's what happened. But I have to tell you one thing after all the initial cringe about all, you know, so why is it rubbish? We will come to why it's rubbish, but that's not really important. What the book is saying uh, I thought was very nice. The only thing is the book is about 200, 250 pages long and yeah. this whole thing could be written in five pages. So that's yeah. why like you know, 195 of it, the It could have been a simplified are, short. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a simplified half pint. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was good and a lot of lot of the things, I mean, exi- all the principles that the books, book is talking about was uh, uh, something that most of us can easily relate to. And uh, let's, let's go into that and judge for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's this, this written by this author called Gary Chapman. Right? Yeah. There's another cricketer called Mark Chapman. And mm-hmm. discussing how Chapman is literally the most uh, like basic guy name you can have. It's like two dudes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, man, about. Chapman. Yeah, man, man. Man, mansplaining. That is what... Yeah. Uh, this book is basically about and you know what like the funny thing is when you write a book at least like there will be one person who is hopeful of the thing would be the publisher Mm. right and basically in the reception part of the wiki article of this book it says Mm. the book sold 8500 copies in its first year which is four times what the publisher expected. And I'm like, hey, even you guys didn't believe this will do too well. But I think two years later, it sold uh, 150,000 copies or something like that. So yeah, it became smash yeah. hit back, it, back in your it, time. Yeah. Eventually, apparently 15 million copies plus have been sold. Oh my God. It's something which is like all good self-help books, very, very basic and intuitive. So it's talking about something pretty basic and Mm. people can, you know, sort of relate to what this guy is saying. And then that's how it, uh, and you sort of amplify it into your own consciousness, your own life, your own little world, whatever it might be saying. And everything means different uh, for each of us, because our own circumstances are different from each other. So what something means to you, the same thing wouldn't mean the same identical thing to me. It might mean something else. So yeah. basically, I'll, I'll just I'll just go into the. F- it's, it's basically uh, like that uh, thing, no? At the like, if you're a, if if you've been at a pub, like when you're young mm. and all that, and, and the songs keep changing, and suddenly everyone's like, "Oh my God, that's my song!" Like right? exactly, yeah, because yeah, they relate yeah. to something. 
then the experience or the lines or something like that right so yeah self help books work pretty much the same way and this one so let's let's just cover the basic idea of the book the basic idea of the book is that people in a relationship so usually when you get into a relationship be it you know be it a marriage be it just a relationship you do have a particular view of your partner so there is a lot of love and there's a lot of affection everything they call it the honeymoon period for a reason so you know you you really like uh, you know there's there's nothing wrong in each other that you can see and then as time goes on scales fall from your eyes and you're like my partner is useless and doesn't do this doesn't do that and curiously your partner has pretty much the same ideas herself or himself <laughs> right he's all the usual and it's a, it's curious, a mutual unadmiration society sir yeah mutual unadmiration society and why would uh, why would you know why would two people have such opposing views about each other and the reason is uh, what chapman says is we are speaking different languages so we don't understand what the partner is saying so what are these la- so i used to think the like love language one of them would be the thing you say on tennis courts fire you know 15 love for <laughs> love that kind of stuff but apparently that's not what it is it is uh, there are five different uh, uh, things so one is words of affirmation so words of affirmation are so uh, some of us will will be able to relate to this easily you have a partner who is very creative so you do 100 things okay and 99 of those things are really nice things and that is the standard so mm. no one yeah. your, your partner will not even mention that what you are supposed to do but one thing you do which wasn't like right you love harsh words of criticism for that and then that puts you off and then you say what's the use and then you stop doing anything and then the relationship starts going south from there so words of affirmation there are some people who like to have positive things said about them all the time yeah so yeah yeah i'm uh, i mean I, i i can imagine i don't know anyone like this but yeah i mean you you have to say oh you're looking so nice today or <laughs> you did good or that, that's a lovely garbage you took out last night <laughs> something yeah. like that right so that is words of affirmation then yeah. there is so this, this is actually hmm. true because i mean not just in relationships right i mean it, it a lot of it is contextual so if you hmm. uh, grown up in kerala like i have a lot of the love language is actually sarcasm right like yeah. who can who can give the other person a better singer right like how can you insult the other person so but true. then like yeah and then yeah. promptly i was uh, smack bang in the world of hospitality and every morning i would hear oh what a lovely sari you're wearing you're such a rock star and i'm like what's going on so i mean yeah, a lot of this contextual but to be honest now that i've experienced both i, I tend to prefer the latter rather than the rather than the singers which are quite yeah fun. but <laughs> <laughs> so the idea yeah, so is very nice point? yeah so yeah. the idea is very nice it's like when you when you have only positive things to say the mm-hmm. person of his or her own volition does things which which you want them to do so you know that's yeah. it's not for everyone it's for those people for whom the love language is words of 
affirmation. So there are some people who the moment you oh, start okay. criticizing them or being sarcastic, they just clam up shut and then the relationship mm. will go south. And there are some right. people to whom it doesn't matter. For me, exa for example, uh, you, can, you can criticize and be as uh, sarcastic as you want and... Mm. I really wouldn't care because I don't so care. So you're still unsimplified, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my uh, uh, my wife doesn't like to be criticized at all. You have to compliment right. her all the time. Don't tell her I told you this. She doesn't listen. <laughs> but, yeah. There is no danger of her listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that is one love language and if your partner if that is the love language for your partner and if you don't speak that love language it's very difficult for you to reach you know reach the inside of of that person like you know to have a bond you need to sort of touch somewhere inside so that this, this that's the whole funda of this book and the second language is uh, what he calls acts of service. So some people love that. My wife loves that too. So you have to do something. So without being told. So in my case, sort of if, if I come make the bed, clean up the room, put my books aside, do a little bit of dusting, put a little a few flowers and things like that. He was very happy. Okay. And clean up um, after you cook in the kitchen clean up after you cook in the kitchen, those kind of things. So they are uh, acts of service. And for some people, very important. For some people, not so much, right? So you said, okay, somebody, we have, we have, a, we have someone who will come in the morning and do that. So don't bother. And for some people, it might be that if you actually sit down and uh, clean, they might sing what kind of a daft person this is. But for some people, that's very touching. So you need to know uh, if your partner speaks that language too. So for some people, that would be, you know, that, that would be valuable or other people that won't. And so the third, uh, third love language is the language of gifts. So there are so many, many people who like ah. receiving gifts. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how it is. I'm yet to meet a person who, who doesn't like receiving gifts. There are a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're actually embarrassed uh, if if you if you give them oh, any gift. Okay. So they you know they they become little sort of you know worried. Why am I giving right. a gift? Kind of thing. But most of us do. We we like it's 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 not the gift itself. It's the thought, right? So it could be anything, yeah. a modest thing, or whatever, uh, um, yeah. a coffee mug or a T-shirt or anything. But yeah. what it says is that yeah, I thought stick. about you. Or a selfie stick, yeah. Somebody actually famously gave me a selfie stick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the thought behind it. We, we like to... Yeah. And it has to be the thought, right? Because usually like uh, people obviously don't know what kind of gifts you like or want. I, I think there is this quote by uh, in-house MD, right? Where <laughs> hmm. Mr. How Gregory our uh, yeah, says, yeah. gifts allow us to demonstrate exactly how little we know about a person and nothing pisses off a person more than being shoved into the wrong pigeonhole. Mm. So yeah, the item itself, I don't think will matter too much, but yeah, it, it has to be the thought. 
Yeah. So always buy cheap gifts. I think that is sir. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a takeaway. Yeah. That way, even if you're wrong, if you have shown the person in the wrong pigeonhole, you won't lose yes. much money. Yeah. Correct. Yes. I mean, what do you get a, a big fat uh, diamond ring or something, and that person just disdainfully throws it into the yeah. waste paper basket, and where would you be? <laughs> the yeah. credit card bill to pay. Mm. I've heard so many stories from you, Narayan. I've never heard a re-gifting story from you. I'm sure there must have been some item from your past somewhere that uh, just oh, kept yeah. getting re-gifted and, and finally there is, found its in, way back to you. <laughs> in my time, in uh, when I was getting married, all my friends, like same age group, right? One after the other, yeah. everyone was getting married. There was this casserole. Okay, so the <laughs> standard gift was a casserole. And yeah. this was a plastic thing with a yeah. uh, with a stainless steel, steel bowl inside, and you could. Mm. It was the size of chapati. So the whole thing was you put chapatis inside, and then they stay. So that was the yeah. that was the little uh, sort of uh, sticker on the thing which said that you know, hey, you can have hot chapatis any time yeah. of the day. So yeah. I received. Uh, I I remember giving one casserole. To one of so one of my friends got married before, so we bought a casserole, packed it up nicely with a little bow and all, and gave it to him. And I got married after about six months or seven months. I got a gift in return. So when I opened it, it was the same casserole, and I just happened to mention it to another friend, like yeah. the, the, a friend who had not given me that casserole. And uh, he slapped his uh, head, forehead, and he said, "Oh, that gift had somehow come to me. I was the guy who had given it to the guy who gave you the thing." So, <laughs> so yeah. So there was. So we came to the conclusion that there were only some ten or eleven casseroles in the universe, yeah. and they were just they are the, the the entire you know worldwide supply of casseroles were eleven, and they were just going to different peoples and meeting. That that was the conclusion. Yeah. That he got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you still loved each other because the thought mattered, and they showed up yeah. for your wedding and yeah, gave yeah. you a casserole. <laughs> a, a casserole, which could keep my rotis warm. You never know, right? <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> yeah. So that was about gifts. The fourth yeah. language of love is what he calls quality time. So this one, actually, I can relate to. Very important in my house. So you have to take your partner out. or spend yeah. some time with your partner just exclusively devoted to the partner nothing else so mm. you know you you put your very important whatsapp messages on where the country yeah. is going all those things on the side yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and you just sort of gaze into your partner's eyes or whatever it is that people do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know and for some you know, people some, some things are still the same right like yeah. <laughs> like you're not that outdated yeah, yeah. also <laughs> i i sort of forget sometimes but yeah it's, i i dimly recollect yeah, what people do they've not when, changed the full syllabus it's not like ncert is writing the love language <laughs> so that is quality time and i think this is pretty important it's this is where actually you know i could relate to a lot of people i know whose marriages were under strain because both partners are yeah. really not keen on spending time in each other's company mm. and that, yeah that's, mean, that's i think it's, hmm. it's not that is it that you're not keen or is it like the first thing that you said about baselining and you just like take it for granted right like you know like ev- like this person is there with you 
your hmm. entire life right and yeah. you just feel like you can talk about any yeah yeah but like this yeah. ipl match is going on i have to make this witty comment <laughs> on a whatsapp group or like exactly. you know yeah this is absolutely <laughs> what happens and that's how it starts and then yeah. once uh, it's also you know humans are far more perceptive than they think they are you can get mm. a person's vibe you know even if you are the most insensitive person you know if a person is warm to you or cold to you instantly and right. if you've not been spending quality time with your spouse or your partner mm. and your partner is giving you cold vibes you will sense that and that's going yeah. to push you further and further away from it so it's like oh. a death spiral it's one of those vicious circle and then before yeah. you know what's happening you are living in two separate universes it is over in india it's oh. not over you yeah. just continue in you your get gifted universe. a casserole over yeah now and then yeah but uh, the only way to repair that is to somehow break that spiral come out make an effort and mm. spend quality time so there will be some cynicism in the beginning so when you yeah. when you do all that and you come and your spouse says uh uh-huh, okay you must be wanting something <laughs> so i don't babe, i just want to be with what's you what's your uh, angle huh? yeah what's what what do you want yeah tell me what tell me what do you want me to do types <laughs> and yeah. uh, Uh, that's that's uh, uh, you know that that it's a valuable insight which again i mean yes. uh, simplified has just saved you 250 rupees or whatever for that book <laughs> and you can take it inside and amplify it but you can read the book i mean for all that i keep saying it is uh, rubbish it's not really it's is rubbish because it's very inane it's it gives very yeah. made up anecdotes it gives but the 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 principles i think are pretty good you know it's it's hmm. it's all about communication yeah 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 and, and but is he hmm. is he saying that there are there are people who don't like quality time as a the, no this is time. this is how he says the thing works so you stop yeah. uh, you know and when when you stop giving quality time to each other uh, hmm. there there develops a coldness between the two of you Mm. then if you ever attempt to have quality time together because of the coldness there is not going to happen there is not going to be quality time there it's just mm. two cold people sitting in a room and mm. nothing happening there's no chemistry happening there's no warmth of affection mm. so you say what's the what's what's the use right and then you go further away mm. and the cold becomes even colder right so it's it's an ever widening gulf how do you bridge it mm. so he says it is possible to bridge it you just have to reach out and do this repeatedly and eventually people will come together because that is the natural state of human being it is being human means being warm towards people being cold towards people is not a hu- not a natural state for humans to be in and yeah. i i do think so i for most people there are special category there are people whose shells you just can't crack but most people yeah. you will uh, you know if if you just go spend some time with them they will warm up to you this usually happens mm. yeah yeah so, i i've had this uh, mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what tell me what i'm doing wrong in the situation i i mm-hmm. took my partner out for a drive and mm-hmm. on the drive i played the simplified episode so that she mm. could hear <laughs> 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 
<laughs> is this quality time or is it not like should yeah. you should you play a podcast or drive <laughs> with your partner what is your take there <laughs> so in my case easy answer absolutely no right so yeah. definitely not i have tried and it's not just specifically simplified i have played amit's yeah. podcast i have played okay. Uh, I think yeah. uh, Scott Galloway's podcast. <laughs> She's like, you, you, you what? Basically, put uh, her off podcast for life. Like, <laughs> yeah. So her point is, how is it that you have so many things to say on the podcast, but nothing to say? To me? So that, that, it's a very dangerous, uh, dangerous area to get into. Yeah. So correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So quality time means like uh, just the two of you and nothing else. And yeah, and it means no podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> and it means different things for different people also, right? So for some people, it might be a wordless uh, sort of you know, just everyone, both of you, just shut up, yeah. hold hands, and look at the stars. And yeah. uh, for or someone doing else, something together. Yeah, or doing or yeah, watching a movie or uh, I don't know, yeah. sort of going on a trek. Playing Scrabble, like something. Playing, playing India's national uh, sport, the very intense uh, sport of carom. That is also <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, physical exertion yeah. there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, about quality time, and the last item on his list is physical touch. So uh, yeah, so this is you know we. Uh, it's not that physical touch. Now, that physical touch is also important, <laughs> but it's it's just you know just uh, holding hands or a hug or just you know sitting close together and you know that kind of thing. You'll be uh, sort of uh, you'll be surprised. No, there are several people that I know who are very mm. uncomfortable with that with their own yeah. own partners as well. So you know they they. I know I have friends who will not even hold hands in pub. They will. Oh, okay. They will not not even stand closer. Even if you like, if you're uh, in a, uh, you know, there's a photograph or something, they mm. they'll sort of, you know, they'll be like one of those uh, sort of, you know, in, in, inside an atom there are two protons and like they're together but they can't touch either because both of them are that kind of stuff, right? So then, <laughs> <laughs> and you. It's like that. You you remember that uh, meme? I think it is A R Rahman, which mm. when the the gap he maintained, which mm. is that like uh, when he like has to take a picture with uh, women or something like that, he he makes sure that yeah. there is like a yeah. <laughs> perceptible gap between him and the closest yeah. woman. Like which is very admirable. Yeah, which is very admirable when you are doing with random women, but with your own partner and especially when the world knows that you got like three or four kids together it's not that uh, <laughs> you know by proxy or or gigantic sperm donation uh, operation that <laughs> egg fertilization operation that you are uh, yeah mm-hmm. everyone's biology works the same way but uh, there are people like that and there, there is this uh, distance which also develops so when you don't for some people if you don't hold their hand or touch them or be close to them they interpret it as you not loving them mm. and right. the same cycle starts right so then you you become colder and I, I mean yeah. the, your partner becomes colder and then because you sense the coldness you don't you go further away from the partner you say hey my partner is cold so no point in being physically yeah. close and ironically the only way to break that is to actually be physically close so actually 
you know, actually suffer the initial snide remarks uh, when your partner will tell you, oh, oh, what is it that you want now that all that yeah. thing and sort of break through that little veneer of cynicism, get closer and, you know, get some chemistry going. So yeah. these, this, yeah, this now is 250 rupees worth of Gary Chapman's <laughs> book. <laughs> still, yeah. you, are, you can still go buy it and read it. It's a very easy read. You can read it in like, I don't know, I read it in three hours or something like that. As the yeah. uh, state of my recall will tell you, I actually had to Google out the list. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you the general flavor is this. So my, my takeaway was that... Uh, uh, it, it's all about communication. We we know yeah. that. We, I mean, um, uh, married people know that pe- people who have been married for some years and now you are in that uh, category too. We It's a transition, right? It's a transition from the very physical aspect of love and, you know, you are like, wow, you know, each of you are magnetically attracted to each other. And yeah. then it then it tapers off. That's that's the human state of being. You you can't uh, you can't expect that to continue all the time. After that, what is it that keeps or keeps your relationship going? That that's the whole yeah. question. It's all it's just communication. It's just different ways of reaching out to your partner, being connected, and you know, making sure that your relationship is one of whatever love, trust, or a combination of all of those. Yeah. And, and I think the like one of the important things is both of you might have like different love languages, right? And like you will need to sort of reach out in the language that yeah. your partner prefers, which and is uh, often tougher. This this is that that's what the uh, book talks about. Right? So it, it's saying that hey, you guys probably have different love languages. You learn to speak each other's love language. The only problem is, and this is where the book is a little bit of uh, rubbish, is that if you read the book, it appears that the uh, love language is very. Uh, self-evident like you know instantly so the way his feedback loop is right there yeah and oftentimes in my experience it is not it is not your partner might want physical touch but your partner is never going to tell you in any way that they want the physical touch you will not and because this is gradual you will not even realize that it is that physical touch which is missing so you have to what what is good about this book is it gives you a little framework, very simple framework of just five different things. You can try all of them and it's very likely that, you know, your partner will appreciate all five or four out of those five or three out of those five. It's not just one oh. thing. Uh, the the yeah. book makes it looks like that one button, right? So you press that button, everything is fine. No, it is. Yeah. yeah, real life is far more complicated. But it's a great framework is, is what I thought. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to sort of apply it. I just had to figure out what words of affirmation is, <laughs> <laughs> what my partner has to do for me. I mean, she yeah. always Your podcast a, is great. <laughs> <laughs> and I will definitely know that's a lie. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Moment she says your podcast is great is a big red flag. <laughs> <big> red. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it, it's probably how you know, right? Like there's this thing to say, how do you know if a person's being held for ransom? Like what yeah. is the <laughs> yeah. thing that they can 
tell you without letting the captors know <laughs> like if at the end of the call it's just like uh, have you finished recording your wonderful podcast and you're like oh no alarm bell sirge ke background yeah no but the like the biggest endorsement for this book was at the end of that uh, small wikipedia article it says a 2006 study by something something suggests that this book might have some degree of psychometric validity so i think some degree is this, uh, <laughs> no actually that's the that's this the entire book is just driven by anecdotes right so there's no yes. there's no pretense of any thing yes. like it's Rigorous, just uh, scientific yeah. uh, Yeah. and it i've i've read uh, some criticism of this book about being very uh, sort of uh, you know gender uh, you know stereotypical like oh, you know like we yeah. said man men's planning yeah man so all the women okay are grateful when their husbands help out with the chores as yeah. like so the right. the point of view is that the chores actually belong to the women gender roles yeah uh, yeah. yeah and uh, the guys you know graciously go and help like it's not their job to do it i mean they they come they would rather sit on the sofa with their feet up and um, with a mug of beer watching the football game and they see their wife washing the dishes so out of those 100 dishes you go and wash one and a wife is yeah. supremely grateful so that's that's <laughs> the tone of yeah. the thing yeah mm-hmm. it's like some yeah and uh, you know somebody explained to me why um, so somebody in the midwest was asked why do why are women's feet smaller than men's feet and the answer is that so that they can stand closer to the dishwasher so that's the kurkuma oh thing yeah something else. <laughs> oh so you know God. that that's where this thing comes from yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. i mean mm-hmm. it's a book from quite the way back as well right i think some 30 yeah, years yeah. plus either, no no it's it's it was in the late 90s or um, 20, 2000 early 2000 that it was written. oh really okay yeah yeah 1992 book hmm. ha, 92 just yeah. post uh, liberalization the yeah. author then they sort of cleaned it up they got uh, oh, rid okay, of a okay. lot of the very obvious gender typical yeah. nonsense and then they Oh mm-hmm. this is an interesting question which i think could be a simplified episode on its own mm-hmm. recently like uh, there's been news of woodhouse books being you know yeah. changed to yeah. fit and i think other books also right kipling or dickens or agatha christie for sure roald oh, dahl christie yeah yeah woodhouse what do you think on this So I think it's a uh, f- complete stupidity because uh, yeah. we have to be mature enough to realize. So why mm. why if, so if I call you an offensive name or if I call you know say an African uh, American the N word, it's mm. offensive because it yeah. it carries a lot uh, you know connotation and a lot of things have happened mm. since yeah. the use of that word. But there was a time when that word was pretty yeah. common, right? So that was. and not everyone who used the word carried all the baggage of uh, mm. you know of, of all negativity that came with that word so yeah. it's okay the n word is still a very very egregiously bad example charged so it's, word. it's, yeah. it's yeah, yeah charged word but other things you know whatever i i forget i i read a piece uh, i i forget what words uh, specifically they were that would have used but they are very trivial and uh, you know this is this is that woke moment where you make statements about your morality by yeah. declaring things non kosher right so that's it yeah you don't yeah. actually go and a time and again we have seen even in the me too movement the loudest voices 
were the ones who were the worst offenders there are s- yeah. several people who know come out raging in support of the me too and find out that they've mm. sort of molested half a dozen people or uh, you know sort of exploited their relationships or whatever it was mm. so it's it's orthogonal is what i think yes. and literature has uh, you know has many functions and being politically correct is not one of them so i don't think right yeah i don't i don't i'm not a big fan of this entire thing it's it just destroys it destroys the flow what do you think uh, no i agree with you i think which is why we need to have a full simplified discussions with yeah. all four of us and with like, examples right so that would yeah. be right yeah. offhand the example doesn't come to mind but when you have yeah. very concrete example you might yeah. well uh, uh, sort of see how ridiculous that entire exercise is Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I want to ask you, based on what you said, and not really related to the book itself, was uh, in terms of like you know you said this book is basically very uh, banal and hmm. you could have probably intuited it out, etc. Right? Like, I mean, so like, what is the need to read a book? Is it so that your thoughts are validated which is what i think this book is versus it not giving really so in my book. case at least for all that i am dissing the book it gave me a yeah. very simple framework okay to look at my relationship with my partner yeah and a lot of these things while i might you know when you read it you say ah i knew this but you don't see it in that yeah. framework and now this framework right. is in my mind and i'm going to sort of apply it for nearly every transaction that i have with my mm. wife so yeah uh, it it simplifies and into mm simplifies yeah yeah dangerously no, it is get, dangerously getting into uh, consultants territory right yeah, yeah. bcg and mckinsey guys listening to this yes we told you so this is why we put the uh, yeah. frameworks to everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but in in general right like uh, reading books helps because you don't have to derive the first principle yourself right you yeah. can sort of take off from there and like not have to do the base work as it were right yeah. i think uh, yeah even if it's a very very banal book it it'll help in some way or the other there is also this problem with all these books is you, you have the effect okay when mm. it's like one of those tonics right you have that maliner's bucku apo and you have the bucku apo and you are like you know raring to go full of confidence and you can do superhuman feats of everything and yeah. you, know, you know it's like asterix and the magic potion right so when you have the magic potion <laughs> you have the and afterwards all your uh, strength is gone so yeah. a lot of these books self help mm. books especially are that when when you read them you are everything yeah. is rejuvenated you are all raring to go but inside you are a different person and yeah. the whole thing collapses on that person and you become what you are at the end of whatever that effect is so yeah we have been there there is there are all these things about so favorite category is procrastination books right so all <laughs> i just, the the sheer popularity of that genre everybody yeah. procrast everybody is is disturbed by the amount that they procrastinate so they have like right. literally reams and reams of things that they were supposed to have done and they haven't mm. yeah and then they read books and then they make lists and then they sort of get down wake up at 6 in the morning and all that happens for a week and they are back into you know yeah. i i think we need to we need to do the opposite we need to start shaming people who are too productive 
saying your your the one doing it wrong yeah. why haven't you procrastinated like yeah. 8 out of 10 on this list what is what is this <laughs> we have to do that this this no in other. fact there Because is like in the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy there is this uh, very terrible torture called a total perspective vortex so <laughs> what happens is the worst torture in the world right so the what is the torture you take the person the being and you put it into the total perspective vortex and for 5 minutes that person <laughs> realizes how pointless and meaningless the entire universe is <laughs> so that's the thing that people you know all these ultra productive achiever type people should know i mean come on man yeah. what what are you yeah. doing it for yeah. you know be like exactly. me. yeah procrastinate do as, as soon as i said uh, go procrastination uh, our producer <laughs> antony has busted us saying guys please <laughs> we are already recording at the last minute <laughs> last possible minute with as few hosts as possible for every episode you guys need to be more productive so i mean yeah, yeah. to each his own but in general i feel like it's Okay, Narayan, it's okay. You're not, you're yeah. not a bad person. Now <laughs> say it back to me, Narayan. Words of affirmation. Have you learned nothing from this book? No, I have learned lots. I have learned lots, <laughs> and the only sort of uh, you know piece left in the puzzle is to implement everything that I've learned. So now. I'm yeah you know so you know now I know now I know that there are things there are languages I should be speaking which I am not and yeah. uh, if I speak those languages it is very possible it won't be it ours, yeah. be alliance countries yeah, yeah yeah so um, Romeo and Juliet would look like puppy love compared to <laughs> what me and my partner going to have after this so stay tuned there will be a special episode of yeah. narain having practiced the yeah. five love languages prescriptions and then come back <laughs> narain leaves simplified yeah narain <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah 60 year old yeah. man has seven children types yeah those <laughs> <laughs> okay i yeah. think we are at a logical end point for this episode yeah. so all that's left for you is yeah. stay safe stay loving and stay simplified Love see you that. next week bye bye